Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. I'm back. Here he is. We'll deal with you, Jimmy, all day. That is looking ugly today. It looks better than it did yesterday. Uh, I, I don't can at think least, so. No, I can see out of my eye. I couldn't last night. <laughs> You've never been able to see out of that eye. <laughs> no, but, it, but I can at least open it. All right, something happened at the the football game on Sunday, so we'll deal with that. I've got a lot of thoughts and um, and some predictions and some suggestions about how you move forward. All right. By the way, it's uh, I think it's Alanis Morissette's birthday today. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. How old would she be? No, no, no it was it's not a, her birthday. That was his hair birthday. It was like a week or two ago. Yeah. No, no. June it was the release. Was, she's 49. June 13th, 1995, she released Jagged Little Pill. Right. That's what it was. Okay, so here we go. Lattice Morissette kicking us off this morning. And, and again, um, I'm going to do a quick little story of Jimmy's face here on my Instagram. If you follow me, you'll get to yeah. see how his head looks right now. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Nutty. 5-7 Cruise FM. So we'll set this up by starting with I'm out of town and I get a text from Grant. And Grant says, something serious is happening to Jimmy. And he sends me a picture. And you're on the ground. I can see that it's you. Actually, I used the picture in our pre-show post this morning. Mm-hmm. And there are 72 uh, medical staff from the um, Elks game surrounding you, performing some form of, I don't know. And I wasn't at the game. Um, somebody sent it to me. Somebody was walking by, recognized Jimmy on the ground, yeah, and messaged it to me on social media. So, so I had no idea what's going on. I will, I will say this. Um, I am... Um, I'm I'm glad you're okay. Okay? I'm happy that you're okay. I want to get that out of the way. But I think there's a lot we can discuss here with respect to how Jimmy's wired and he's not unlike a lot of men and I've had lots of conversations about this with friends and family since Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I think this can all be used as a like I said somewhat of a learning experience for others that enjoy our show or others that have family members in their lives that are similarly wired to Jimmy. Okay? So here's what I'd like to do. 
the outcome of it was Jimmy got taken to the hospital in an ambulance from the game on Sunday. Yeah. Now, should we say what happened or No, cuz what yet? I want to do next is we're going to play a tune. I want Jimmy in his own work. And here's can I just say something out loud, okay? Cuz you think I'm mad. I'm not mad. Um I'm mad about what I know you're going to do with this. I'm not mad right now. I'm thankful that you're 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 I was somewhat genuinely okay. very worried on I was, Sunday. Uh, I got that it scared picture. the shit out of me. The message I got was, "Hey, serious stuff is going on right now. Jimmy's really hurt." And that picture of you where it looked like they're giving you CPR, and it looked like I thought your heart stopped. I thought it was. We over. were watching. My wife and I were watching a show. We stopped the show immediately because we, we were like, "Oh, we got to find out what's happening." Like, yeah, yeah. And then I think I probably called I you shortly Locke, after that. Yeah. Okay, so don't say what you think I want to hear or what you think Grant wants to hear. I want you to say in your words what you think happened after a tune. Okay. Okay? This next section of the all-day show about Jimmy and his medical emergency at the game on Sunday is you explaining in Jimmy language... What happened, okay? And then I think we can take a step from there and move forward. Okay, you okay. ready? We're, we'll do that next. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, let's catch everybody up. Jimmy had a medical emergency at the end of the Elks game on Sunday. Ended up being taken by an ambulance to the hospital. Okay, now, in your words... What happened? Don't leave out any details, okay? Okay, I'll give you the breakdown of what happened throughout the day. So, as our locker room tradition, I went to the pint, had a few pints of beer before going to the football game by myself. So, I was on my own. Usually, we're a posse, but it was me by myself. So I, I go, was out of town. You were out of town. Grant's doing family things. Army Chris abandoned me. Um, he was in Norway. Yes. He was. As, he had to fly to Europe to fight another member of his club. <laughs> so, so I go to the football game as I do when I walk in. I go to the beer tub, girl, grab two beers, and I'm hanging out down at the the end zone and hanging Did out with a bunch of. Did you have to list- buy a midget a beer hat on? Uh, yes, and okay, and people bought a midget a beer, a lot of them. Uh, I know Larry said he bought me at least five. Um, Kim Grabass bought you some. Yeah, yeah, so there was there was a few beers being bought. Were you and, hanging out in the uh, the um, the re the new running section? The new running section. Yes. Okay. So underneath, what what end of the stadium is that? Is this the north? That's north side of north, north, the jumbotron. Yeah, north end of the stadium. This is generally where you can find Jimmy. It's hot too, right? Yesterday was hot. Sunday or Sunday? Sunday sorry. So I. At one point, I remember thinking to myself, I need to go. So I left. And now, then, why, have we, why have you decided that it's time to go? Knee gouts flaring up? No. Um, <laughs> because I didn't know what was going on anymore. And then I woke you up. You can say it. What, what, say it out loud. I was drunk. Okay. No, you were shit-faced. <laughs> Yeah, so, but let... So you go to get I, on the train. Okay, I'm, t- I'm telling this story. So I exit the stadium, 
And then towards, I, towards the train? Towards the train. And I wake up, and there's about 27 paramedics around me. So I was laying on my back, but I'm pretty sure I landed on my face because my whole face is sore. And then I had a couple paramedics say that I fell. And they, were, what happened? they were worried that I broke my face. Okay. And then after a bit, we ended up going to them taking me to the hospital in Sherwood Park because it had the less wait time. Okay. And then? Then I spent the majority of the evening in the hospital till about 4.30 in the morning after getting x-rays, CAT scans, uh, all that kind of stuff. They thought you broke your orbital, orbital bone. bone. Okay. And, and they also, I told them, or at least they tell me I told them that I have a shunt and then we got a CAT scan to check to make sure that's okay and all that kind of stuff too. Okay. So then you get in an Uber and you come to work. Yeah, at 4.35 in the morning. <laughs> I come into work Why not expecting to see him. Because <laughs> I already told him, don't come into work. We told the boss already, like, you're yeah. going to be at the hospital all night. You should go home and rest. Turn on the light. He's there on the couch. So that's Jimmy, though. Yeah, that's but, a Jimmy wire. But I did, I, logically, I did it for two reasons. One, no, 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 because I have a feeling you're getting into the next segment of the discussion, okay. which is coming up, what have you learned from the experience? Can I ask with what happened, do you know what you tripped on? Did you trip or did you pass out? Or did you stumble and go head first into a pillar or something? Do you know what you hit? I don't know what I hit, but I know me. I know I probably tripped on a buildup of air, as I sometimes do. Like, just trip over nothing. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, um, if you have not seen Jimmy or if you don't know Jimmy, he's a little person, and he's top-heavy. Um, yes. His, he's got normal torso, upper, yeah. an upper body, and then his arms and legs are shorter, which makes him... It, it's. And I have a huge melon. And I'm and he has a yeah. bigger than average size head. So when he falls, he falls like a weeble. Or you know one of those clowns you got with the base on him and you'd punch him? Yeah. He falls like that. Well, so he goes comes back. Yeah, yeah. So he goes face down and he doesn't break his fall with his hands ever. I've seen him go down a couple of times now and it's always like, but, Why put your hand down so you're but, but he stops his fall with his face. Yeah. But I'm thinking that I, my hands were involved because they were all cut up and scraped. Okay. All right. Now, um, before we get into the, what have you learned from this experience, um, which is the next segment of the discussion, we do want to tell you what the boss said. Because Grant sent me the, the, the text with the picture going, I think Jimmy's dying. And I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. Of course, I got to deal with this now. His two caretakers... <laughs> Lachlan and Army Chris are both out of town. <laughs> of course he's going to do this. So I get on the phone and I start, I tell Grant, you get a hold of the boss and tell him it doesn't look like Jimmy's coming in tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'll try to get a hold of one of the white clan. Yeah. Um, in Tabor. Yeah. Of course, his mother was at a Burton Cummings concert. <laughs> you can't make that up. <laughs> she was, she was with dad. You This is just the life we live. <laughs> <laughs> He's even frustrated uh, by the by the irony of that. <laughs> At least she was able to tell him that you're okay. All right. So Jim texts Grant back and goes, 
well, maybe some good will come out of this and he'll get some professional help. (laughs) So we know where you stand with the new boss. Coming up, lessons Jimmy may have learned from his medical emergency at the Elks game on Sunday. You're in the locker room. On 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, a quick update. Jimmy's at the game. Elks game on Sunday. At the end of the game, he trips. He smokes his head. Paramedics surround him. Slap him in an ambulance. Send him to Sherwood Park. Um, And what we want to get from him now is lessons learned from what happened to you on Sunday. Okay, one... You know, usually when we go to the football game, um, we're usually in a posse. There's usually the three of us and a couple of others like Army Chris and Dave. And, you know, we help each other out. I was totally by myself other than listeners. I shouldn't have drank like an asshole. Like I had three pints at, at uh, before the game. Was two. It started as two. So no, I had three. Climbing. No, no, I had three at the pint, and then I walked in and grabbed two beers from the beer tub girl. So uh, I, before this, uh, me starting to watch the game, I already had five beers. Then I proceeded to meet with other people, and they were buying me beer, and I should have curbed it a little bit. I know I drank like an a hole, and not necessarily a good idea when I don't have like people like yourself that have my back when shit gets weird. Okay. Um, that's right. number one. And two, she's a two parter grant. <laughs> two parter. And two, I, after being berated by some of my family members that I should actually have emergency contacts on my phone for people to contact because I actually have family that live in Edmonton that could have been some help. Uh, So I actually added that to my phone last night. Those are two things that I think I learned is don't drink like an a-hole, especially when I'm by myself. By the way, I I think the the emergency contact stuff is pointless because they're just going to get a hold of us. I had about 14 <laughs> people send me pictures of you prostate on the concrete at uh, Commonwealth. Uh, the first one came from Grant, and then yeah. they proceeded to follow. Yeah, so everybody walking by was snapping pictures of you out cold. All right, and... Is there anything else you want to add to lessons learned? So far, we have, I shouldn't drink without my posse. Only, only and, drink an insane amount of beer when, when locks around. I'm going to put, I'm going to put um, the white clan as emergency <laughs> my, my contacts auntie, in my phone. My auntie with the oxygen tank. <laughs> Those anything. are the two main ones. I... Okay, that actually is an excellent pivot into my next segment of the morning on Jimmy's medical emergency at the Elks game on Sunday, where Dr. Locke steps in with an idea for what you should do and how you can actually profit from what happened this weekend, okay? Full medical examination coming up from Dr. Locke. That's coming up. (laughs) It's not so much an examination as how he can um, turn this negative into a positive okay you don't want to add anything else about lessons learned at all i think i'm okay so 
that I can think All of. All right, so excellent. If Locke or Army Chris aren't there, <laughs> don't get completely blind drunk. <laughs> and put your anti as an emergency contact. That's all you learned from you. We're good. We're good, Grant. That's that's an excellent segue. Knocked yourself unconscious, spent the night in the hospital. That's what you learned. That's an excellent segue into what I want to share with him next. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay. Again, Jimmy trips, falls, smokes his melon. Elks game. We've been talking about it for the last 45 minutes. I want to wrap up with my predictions. Yeah. And because I was talking to my wife about this when we were driving back from Saskatchewan. And um, she was like, you have to be careful about how you you handle this with Jimmy because he... um, she, first off, she said, because I immediately started to get mad about what I knew would be the outcome of this, especially after you told me the, the shunt story. Yeah. I'm like, he's just going to use this as a, I'm perfectly healthy. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was actually, not to make this about myself, but when you sent me that text, I the one of the last things I said to Jimmy before I left for my little trip on Thursday was that you are going to die because of your avoidance of your health. It's going to kill you at some point. And I said that because I truly believe that mm-hmm. his lack of ability to take care of an adult and take care of things that are serious in his life are going to lead to his demise. And then, of course, I get that picture from you on Sunday night. I'm like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. I said he was going to die from avoidance, and now he is. Someone's performing CPR. Three days later, yep, that's he's the on way. The ground that's the way my the life stadium. works. So I'm very grateful. My wife did say to me, "You need to be grateful that he's that he's actually healthy." Um, and I, I've realized over the years working with you and knowing you and who you are and how you're wired. Doesn't matter what we say. Doesn't matter how much fun we make of you. I know that you're never going to deal with health. Like you're. It, that's why we can make a joke like I just made for Doctor Locke, where you take this on the road and you become a Jimmy influencer about how to avoid doctors and taking care of yourself. Yeah. And the irony of it is, is Jimmy never gets sick. Okay. No. Nope. He lives in constant filth. Okay, and it doesn't. None of it, none of it makes any sense, right? And he probably will live till he's a hundred, mm-hmm. right? We'll all die. He'll be by himself, and then when he does die, somebody from the alien planet that he's from will come and take his body. Mm-hmm. And they'll put it in the cornfield in Tabor. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the night, the aliens will come and take him and then do experiments on him. <laughs> and that'll be, that'll be the end of it. That'll be Jimmy. We should be testing you now, but I know that's never going to happen because you don't go to the doctor. So I just came whatever, from the doctor. Whatever <laughs> you were forced to go to the doctor. I don't think we can call it an ambulance trip. Like you went to the doctor to see the doctor. You were taken there in an ambulance. Were you trying to get out of it when you were lying on the on the pavement at the at the Commonwealth Stadium? Yeah. 
I think so. Because the other person, the person that sent me the message originally told me, oh, he's awake and, and they're sending him home. It, no. Because you were... No, they you, weren't sending me home. You don't I, get a choice. I kind, of, I kind of remember a couple of things I heard the paramedics say. One, I think he's coming to, he's flirting with me. <laughs> and two, he keeps saying, no, I'm fine. I can go home. <laughs> on the train. Just put me on the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're okay. All right? Yes. So, there you go. We'll end it there. Sorry anyway. I ruined your your grandma's funeral. <laughs> you didn't ruin grandma's funeral. You just scared the shit out of shunt, me. Shunt. Let it all out. These are the fluids we can do without. So come on. I'm talking to Jimmy. Come on. <laughs> shunt, shunt, let it all out. These are the fluids we can do without. So come on. I'm talking to Jimmy. Come on. In swelling times. Shouldn't have to drain your head <laughs> in Tabor as a white. They really, really ought to know those one track minds that took you for a plumber's boy. Kiss them goodbye. You shouldn't have to jump for corn. You shouldn't have to shout for a shunt. Let it all out. These are the fluids we can do without. So come on. I'm talking to Jimmy. Come on. Cruise FM. Strummy had a good text about his, his old man. It's kind of like Jimmy. He said, my dad did a physical recently, and they gave him a clean bill of health, so now he's smoking two packs a day. Look, I'm good. See, I'm healthy. Fine. <laughs> You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. The Trump thing. So he's up for charges again. Okay. And it's interesting because we're dealing with a situation where the people that support him, oddly, really want him to go to jail. Because it proves everything that they oh. believe is right about the world that they, that we live in. Like a political manhunt and all, all that yeah. stuff. And okay. the people that don't approve of him, that hate him, want him to go to jail. Mm -hmm. So both sides really, really want Trump to go to jail. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> do people want him to go to jail that support him? Yes, they do, because it, it solidifies their belief structure mm -hmm. revolving around the world that we live in. So you have this really odd situation right now with, with Trump. Yeah, And I don't care whether you like him or you hate him. The thing that I, I, I keep telling people on both sides is he's never going to jail. Mm -hmm. It is never going to happen. No, he's not. I don't know how to explain it. I don't understand it. 
He, he's it's more complicated than I'm able to work through. But that's the system down there. Well, and he's kind of this weird dude who... It doesn't matter if he's on tape admitting things. No. It, none of it matters. None of it. Um, he will never I, spend a moment. He will die I did. a hundred times before <laughs> they ever put that asshole in jail. I did love, though, I did a grant report on it yesterday, how that he was storing all those documents in his bathroom. <laughs> That's so perfect. The new presidential library's got boxes of documents next to his toilet. His gold shitter. Yeah. So if you really need him for for whatever reason, if you really, really need him to go to jail, whether you're pro or you're against Trump, it's not going to happen. Just settle in. Because I know too many people on both sides that need this in their lives. And they're waiting, and it's it's ruining them. Yeah, it, it's destroying them. He will never. It doesn't matter what Un- he does. He'll never it. go. Yeah, unplug. It doesn't from affect it. your life. And you might also wrap your head around the fact that he'll win the next presidential election. <laughs> it's very broken down there. Oh yeah, and I would not be surprised. And there are more than a couple of people that are predicting him to win again. Yeah. Right, and then it's going to get ugly. It's going to be chaos because it's going to be a complete. Wow, he'll just going to go after all his enemies. <laughs> he's already said when he wins, he's going to select a, a prosecutor to go after Biden. <laughs> he already said that yesterday. <laughs> if I win, watch out, Biden. <laughs> You're going down. (laughs) Trump's not going to jail. Trump is not going to jail. We can report on whatever crime it is. doesn't even matter. Grant's (laughs) had it in the news all morning long. He is not going to jail. He is never, ever going to jail. In the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Still getting people weighing in on uh, Jimmy's medical emergency at the Elks game on Sunday. Trip to the hospital in an ambulance. Have you got the bill yet? No, not yet. Okay. He won't get that. Jimmy's Somehow well, that bill won't. Yeah, he'll never have to pay for that. Uh, so we got two Robs weighing in here. First, Rob says, "Did they use a serving tray or an actual stretcher to move him?" Uh, somebody go to the concession and get us a serving tray and a couple of extra bodies. Get in here. It's heavier than we thought. And then another Rob texted in and said, uh, it sounds like Jimmy needs an airbag vest that inflates rapidly when he tips over. And then he also said, beware of doctors, Jimmy, especially when they want to prescribe you things. Oh, my God. You know what? That's one thing that I've learned from my mother. Rob must be from Tabor. From from my mother. My mother actually thinks doctors try to kill you. (laughs) Swear to God. That's their whole purpose. They've tried to kill me three times. She said that out loud. Really? In Saskatchewan on the weekend. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Today we're going to use The Grant Report to honor a legend, someone who has quite literally been living the dream 
for so many years now and is finally set to pass that dream on to someone else. Pat Sajak has announced that after four decades, he is going to retire as host of the Wheel of Fortune. You know, you look at Pat and you think, well, he looks great. He could go for another four decades. And then you you Google his age and you find out that Pat Sajak is 76 years old. What? And you realize that there must be some sort of fountain of youth that you get access to when you start to host game shows. Think about long-time game show hosts and think how long they live and how good they look. Bob Barker killing it. Not to mention how much healthier Drew Carey suddenly got after taking the job from him. Steve Harvey is almost 70. He looks 30. You know, it's either a fountain of youth or it's as if living a life where you get paid millions of dollars to spin a wheel, (laughs) yell, come on down, and sip margaritas all day. Just allows you to live some sort of stress-free life, which allows you to live longer. By the way... This might be controversial, but I do still think that Alex Trebek would have won in a fight between the two of them. But I guess we'll never know. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. That's right, it's Tuesday. Buy one tour, get one tour. Plus, this week, 20% of the proceeds will be going towards the James P. White Ambulance Bill Fund. <laughs> Book today at Edmonton or TaborGloryHoleTours.com. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we have an update in the locker room celebrity death pool. We haven't got a winner, but one of our new rules, this is a recent rule, is that if somebody dies from your past list, you get a bonus pick in your current list. Yep. And Grant has already done this once. I already added um, because Tina Turner died. You had Tina Turner I, last. I had her last, so I had I added Mel Brooks yeah. because of that. So. Okay. Now, the recent addition, um, or the recent death that allows you to add another pick to your current round, round 19, is uh, the Unabomber. Yeah, Ted <laughs> Kaczynski. I remember when you picked him. I was like, that one's off the board. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's eight, he was 81. Um, I guess he had... I didn't know that he had cancer. Um, so I guess he committed suicide in, in his prison cell. But 81 years old, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, died on the weekend. But I remember so. there was a story about him being sick or something uh, that got... Uh, he was on your radar because of it. I think it was just... I was had been reading a lot about him at the time. And I thought, oh, he's in his 80s. <laughs> All right. Um, so when did you have him? Round 15? It was round 15, I believe. We, we went back and looked. We're okay. in what, round 19 now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... All right. So you get a bonus pick for this round. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Pope Francis. In hospital, recovering from abdominal surgery. Uh, yeah, Pope Francis. That's neat. Like had lots of medical issues. He has. Yeah. 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 Like he's he, had a lot of a lot of health issues. So he should be wearing that big puffy coat more often. <laughs> he's 86. So yeah. All right. Okay. So Pope Francis, we add him to the locker room celebrity death pool. Um, the wager, by the way, and I know here's how I know I'm gonna lose. I know I'm not going to win this round because, uh, like, I have bad karma with toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, the wager is that the two losers have to use one ply. 
for a month. Yeah. So anyway, by the way, this is coming up quickly. If anybody works somewhere where you can steal a bunch of one ply. I have a friend who's a guard at the remand center. I'm not using prison toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a... Yeah, we're traveling and every time I got to take a... Yeah. I had to hit a place and it's always one ply. (laughs) Not only that, I was at a Tim's in Madison Hat and they were out of toilet paper. So I'm wiping my ass with paper towel. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Ask me how that felt. (laughs) Not good! You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I mentioned a documentary that I watched to a couple of people, and they were all saying, oh, yeah, no, I've seen that. And uh, then start talking about it, and um, there, there's an older documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There's a new one out that just dropped on Netflix. It's a four-part series, and it it's new. It's new, and it's him a lot of doing a lot of the talking. And it's really good. Apparently, I haven't watched it, but I've seen clips of it and people talking about it. Yeah. Apparently, the stuff about him having the kid with the housekeeper is pretty wild. Well, and that's what I wanted to say. Regardless of what you think of Arnold, right? Because he got into politics and uh, his womanizing came out. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, 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 the kid with his housekeeper that he was trying to hide for years, um, that came out. That's what ended up ending his marriage yeah and to his credit this was clearly something that he was involved in making this netflix documentary on him i thought you met the kid (laughs) 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 it was clearly something that he was a part of um because he was narrating the whole thing so he was complicit in it and they he pulled no punches no like it was surprising like from what i watched he took full responsibility he's been totally like in that kid's life since kind of admitting to everyone that this is my yeah. son he's they had like video footage of the two of them working they out. work out together they look exactly alike yeah. yeah he looks more like his kid than his other kids he does yeah yeah anyway um if you are a fan of arnold and i and, and again the whole womanizing thing they played clips from news stories they had reporters they had investigated the other uh, the women and their and their allegations on the on the yeah yeah i was impressed i was I, because you sit down and you you know you want to tell the story of your life you might want to gloss over the the ugly bits right yeah and he didn't he jumped in with both feet one of the things that's come out too is sylvester stallone Yes, a- admitting that Arnold was the superior action star in the eighties. Well, that was always well known about their dispute, and it, it's funny because it was kind of perpetuated um, by by Arnold. Yeah, because Arnold said he was trying to build up the rivalry. To- <laughs> well, because he said he had always needed an enemy. Right, yeah. he needed somebody to. There needed to be motivation for him, so he was like, "All right, my motivation is to beat Sly." Rocky, right? Yeah. And so they went back and forth and exchanged blows for the 80s. Apparently, for the longest time, they weren't even allowed in the same room. Like, people kept them separate. Because they'd be so... (laughs) Because of how competitive and how nasty that sort of rivalry was. We told that one story about... Uh, Arnold, and it didn't come out in the doc. I wish it would because I wanted verification of it. But we've heard a story that Sly used to um, do things like they used to 
do things to each other yeah. to get underneath each other's skin. So Sly went on record saying he was really excited about a script and leaked that. Arnold did. Arnold, yeah, to the to yeah. the press. And then Sly went after it and took the part. Yeah, I thought, and well, it, if he's going to do this movie, I'm going to do it. And it ended up being a horrible movie. Jimmy remembered the movie oddly. Yeah, it was uh, Stop. I think it was Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. So if you could choose... Like, you could only watch Arnold or only watch Sylvester Stallone. Who would you take? I don't agree with Sly on that. I don't think Arnold was superior. I'd take Sly. I like Sylvester Stallone movies better than I like Arnold's. Even though the Terminators are... Well, Terminator two of the Terminators two, are awesome. Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies. I think the reason why Sly said that is earlier in his career, it was easier to understand... Uh, Schwarzenegger, I think, than than Sly. Well, I also think he said it because Arnold did better at the box office. Yeah. Well, and he was talking about like his body and everything like yeah. that. I mean, Terminator, but but if we're taking, you can only watch Arnold movies or you can only watch Sylvester Stallone. I'm going Stallone all day, mostly for Rocky. To be, if I'm being honest, and Rambo. Yeah, I'm I'm a bigger. Yeah. As far as an action hero, there, Sly made more sense to me than Arnold did. Yeah. I don't hate Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but I also didn't like his humor stuff. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought Twins was stupid. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, you take yeah. that back. No. You, no. you take that back. You, yeah. You... Although, what was the other one? Kindergarten? What, Kindergarten what? Cop is a classic. Awful That's movie. a Jingle movie. all the way. <laughs> I don't have a tumor. <laughs> Why have we never had Jimmy doing Arnold before? <laughs> That's actually pretty good, Jimmy. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Okay, we're doing dating etiquette. And what I thought would be interesting, although if you need help with dating etiquette... This is the show for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there may be an apartment available in the Dennis Adness building right across the hall from Jimmy. Just saying. Locks have been buried since 1980. And Jimmy's been on one date. <laughs> All right. So dating etiquette. So have the rules changed from when we were young? So, yeah, this is the, the modern dating etiquette. So the first question was, how long do you wait to text someone after a date? Uh, it used to be back in the day, you had to wait three days after a date to call them. So you would go on a date, wait three days, and then call. Um, now they're saying um, you don't have to wait as long because you're texting, you're not calling. So they said if you have a dinner date, you can text them the next morning. Uh, if you have like an earlier date in the day, you can text them that night. Okay, is. so it's it's the same day stuff now. Yeah. All right. So instead of did waiting. anybody ever follow that three day rule? I have no idea. Uh, probably. There probably. was probably a few people that did. The two dates I've been on, I never did. And there was no more dates. So you maybe need to you take, waited. Actually, you should take a picture of yourself right now and put that up on your. Yeah, on you your, look tough. Yeah. Look like he got beat up. Yeah. Yeah, until they ask what happened, I had to fight with. I had a fight with a sidewalk. <laughs> I um, lost. They said, "Is ghosting someone ever okay?" No, no. Um, they said, "No, you should send a message. Doesn't have to be long. Uh, doesn't have to be that detailed." Are people but- okay now with being told that on text, or is it still? You, you well, should I could, call. I think it depends how long you've been. Like, if it was only a couple dates, 
and you're not feeling it, you can just text. That's fine. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Still pretty weak to me. Um, yeah. How long should a first date be? Um, they said it's. There's no real rule here, but they said um, if you, it's better to suggest earlier a date earlier, so that way you can stretch it out longer if okay. you want. Yeah. If things are going well, who should pay on a date? So it used to be the man always paid, right? Um, they said in modern etiquette, it's about who asked the other person out. Ah, so if she asks you on a date, she should pay. She should be paying. If you ask her out, you should get the check. Okay. Should you date multiple people at once? They said if you haven't defined the relationship yet, then yes, you can, as long as you're being honest about it. You know, if you haven't had the talk, that or seems exclusive, reasonable to me. Or exclusive, then it's okay. Um, how many dates should you ask to wait someone to be exclusive? That's uh, they said the two month mark. All right, we, are we going to get to the banging part of this survey? <laughs> Where no, is we're that? right into how long should you wait to introduce someone to your family? No, we're we're where are when we? When should they meet your parents? Come on, what products do you have when they come over? There's no to banging bang? in there. And when should you leave in the morning after hooking up? Okay. Oh, there's right at the bottom there. So it used to how be long? the three month rule or three date rule. Um, they say it's all etiquette is always about context. Um, there is no perfect amount of time to wait, so you can just do it right away. All right, Woo! get it on, get on your horses, everybody. <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So I'll give you a breakdown of what happened for me on the weekend. So I did the show on Thursday, and then on Friday we drove down to Redcliffe, which is where my family is from on my mom's side. Yep. Just before COVID, my grandmother passed away. She was in her early 90s, 92. She passed away in February, um, and we never really did anything because COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a very religious person. Plus, she had outlived everybody in her life. Everybody. Yeah. And so her last wishes were to um, just get everybody together and have a drink. And my mom's like, everyone died, Grandma. (laughs) There's no one to have a drink with. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom sort of mentioned that maybe we would do um, this little ceremony that we did this weekend. And then my sister... She quit her job, and so she kind of phoned mom and said, "We got, we got to make this happen. Let's right. let's make this happen. So, what are we going to do?" So, mom's plan was to. My grandmother was a huge member of the Legion. My grandfather and my grandmother were big members of the Legion. Both of them were in World War II. My grandfather was hurt quite badly in World War II, actually. Yeah, and he died. We believe because of the his injuries in the war, mm-hmm. he died early he was 56 wow okay and when they lived in redcliffe he was actually the president of the legion in redcliffe and there's pictures of him up on the wall and everything and and so anyway the plan was because she spent time in Kelowna, she spent time in castlegar they owned a campground together at the end of my uh my grandfather's life they owned a campground they worked in redcliffe for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and they're from Saskatchewan. They're from Watrous. Both my grandmother and my grandfather grew up in Watrous. My grandfather, Hislop family, they were farmers. Yeah. And my grandmother, the Daggerts, they were townies. They lived in town. Mm-hmm. 
and they got together after the war, after my grandfather came home and he was on injured reserve, okay? My mom was actually born in Watrous. So what we did was we... I met them in Redcliffe. My mom drove with my sister to Castlegar. They spread some of her ashes at the campground, and then and also in Kelowna at the Legion. Mm-hmm. They they dropped a couple, some ashes. I know this is illegal, but it is what it is. <laughs> she, they dropped some ashes on the dance floor. She was my grandmother right up until she passed away. Was Friday nights was Legion night, yeah, and dancing, dancing with the old guys. Right, <laughs> she was quite a partier. Anyway. And then we went to uh, we went to Redcliffe and we went to the Legion there. Had a couple of beers. Saw my grandfather's picture. We uh, spread some ashes around in Redcliffe. Um, and then we went to Watrous. Manitou Lake is where they spent a lot of time. And the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. Yeah. So we went out there and we found in the Watrous uh, Cemetery. We found the gravestones for not only my grandfather's Hislop family, but also for uh, the Daggard family and my grandmother's mom and dad in particular. Mm -hmm. So we spread some ashes there. And it was kind of cool because, and this was just coincidence, so my grandfather was born on June 11th, 1923, Gordy. And he passed away in the 70s. And it would have been his 100th birthday on Sunday. Oh, really? On Sunday, we were in Redcliffe at his at his gravestone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We didn't know where it was either. We, we had to look for it. had to go find it. Yeah, I found it. And he was a big whiskey drinker, so we had a, a shot of Crown that we found in my grandma's place that she had stashed away in the inner liquor cabinet. <laughs> so we think it was like 20 plus years old. Um, and so we had a shot of Crown and poured some on the old man. And uh, and then uh, and then we had got in the car and went to Watrous and had a little ceremony and and that was my weekend. Now here's what I wanted to say. Those of you who know me um, know that I I'm a bit of a workaholic. Anybody who knows me personally, mm-hmm. and and so I have always sort of put work first, and I will avoid family stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm not really close, not not close, close with my family, and um, and so I had we had a great weekend. It was so cool. Yeah, it was really good. Hey, and it was very memorable. And and I remember saying to my wife that I got to do a better job of making time for things like we did this weekend. Yeah. And I'm even regretting not meeting my mom and my sister in Vancouver and heading doing the whole trip the down whole trip because I missed the Castle Guard mm-hmm. and the Kelowna stops and everything like that. So that's that's what I learned. Yeah. Jimmy learned that he needs to put <laughs> his family members in his emergency contacts. contacts. And to not get completely out of hand when he hasn't got his chaperones around him. <laughs> when there's no babysitter. When, it, when there's no babysitter. And I learned that I need to spend more time with, with the, the family type stuff. There you so. go. Very memorable. Something I will remember for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. It's important. Yep. And again, like I said, I've gone out of my way to avoid stuff like that in my life, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Big moments like that. So that was, that was an important one for me this weekend. We're all learning. <laughs> yep. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. We are calling John Kennedy from the Veterans Association Food Bank. Got a golf tournament that we need to sign up people for. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you, John? Not so bad, Locke. What's the date on the golf tournament? It is the 25th of August. 
Okay. And people can sign up now? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm more than half full now. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Good for you. Good it's for you. second annual um, Veterans yeah. Association Food Bank of Edmonton Golf Charity Tournament. So, Now, when did, where do we send people to sign up, John? Uh, if you go on to our Facebook page, um, Veterans, Veterans Association Food Bank of Edmonton, and then just scroll down a little bit, you'll find a copy of the poster. Okay, and then just click on that, and away we go. Click on that. There's a barcode, uh, Q code there. You just have to click on the Q code, and it'll take you right directly to the website. Nice. Okay, perfect. Edmonton Garrison Memorial Golf and Curling Club. You're doing it out there again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we have a hole-in-one prize for a car on number 11. Nice. Hello. And, and a $5,000 hole-in-one on six. Nice work. Um, so we're just looking to sign people up right now, or are you still looking for sponsorships too, John? I am looking for sponsorships. I'm looking for donations for prizes for silent auction and uh, golf prizes. All right, excellent. So we'll um, we'll get people signed up, and uh, if anybody's interested in sponsoring, we can also send them to you as well. The Veterans Association Food Bank of Edmonton, this is the second year that you guys have been doing it. Um, you yeah. know what? A lot of people do that golf tournament the first year and realize how much work it is, and you never get a second one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's all good. It's actually easier this year because I already have a list of golfers and donators from previous year, right? So Nice. All right. I've kept that whole spreadsheet. I've got over 400 contacts. So, And, John, we'll try to make it out. All right? Ah, that would be great. If they want to go to uh, the Bird Ease website, if, they're, if they can't find it on our page, yeah. it's birdease, B-I-R-D-E-A-S-E.com, and then just put in V-A-F-B Golf EDM. 2023. You, you know, John, no one's doing that. <laughs> yeah. No. I Go know. to the Facebook page, all right? Go to the Veterans Association Food Bank of Edmonton webpage. You'll see it. it's a nice green logo, picture, poster, um, and just click on the golf tournament and uh, you'll be able to sign up. Or you can even pop into your office on the West End, right? That's correct, yeah. All right, John, thanks for your time today. Good luck with the tournament, all right, brother? Thank you very much. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. All right. I said I would move on after we spent an hour, <laughs> but we, um, we came up with a pretty funny idea. I sent the boss a note asking, so this has been cleared by management. It has, yeah. Um, by the way, he's getting a real good dose of Jimmy, eh? Our, our new, new boss. Our new boss, <laughs> who is also named Jim, is uh, learning a lot about Junior. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny text from him this weekend when he found out that uh, Jimmy um, had a medical emergency at the Elks game on Sunday after the game. He said, well, maybe this will be the start of him getting some professional help. <laughs> Don't settle in on that, Jim. Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing's going to change. Um, and here's the thing. If you've been following along with the show, you're well aware of where Jimmy stands financially in the world. Okay. Yeah. So um, he is, it took a little bit of convincing, but he's he's pretty embarrassed by what happened this weekend, if you can't tell by the sh- from the show, his interaction with us on the show. So there's a bit of shame going on. I would like to help him out. Because if you missed the whole thing, listen to today's podcast. We spent an hour breaking it down. So literally an hour. Yeah, if you're wondering what's going on, just check today's podcast. But the Coles notes is he got blitzed out of his mind at the game, 
fell, smoked his head, ended up in the hospital, and um, and got taken there in an ambulance. Yeah. Now, minimum charge for an ambulance is three hundred eighty-five bucks. Yeah, we had to look that up. So Jimmy's going to be t- chewing on a, on an ambulance bill here. Probably in the next couple of weeks. So the boss is cool with this as long as there's no connection to the radio station. (laughs) I said we should do a bottle drive. He thought that that might be a little too hard to coordinate. So he said, just get Jimmy to start a GoFundMe page. All right. And we'll have a goal of $450. And... To pay for Jimmy's ambulance bill. The top bid will get a live broadcast of the show from their home. Okay? <laughs> we'll show up at your place, and we'll broadcast yeah, live. Four in the morning. And maybe Jimmy will reenact the fall. Okay? At your place. And um, I was originally like, we can't do that. He's got to pay for it himself. Like, he got so drunk that he knocked himself out. But you're right. He's not going to learn a lesson from it, so no. let's just do the GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. If I thought that there was going to be a lesson learned by him actually paying for it himself. Yeah. Right? It's just... And again, we just know you, Jimmy. This is just a... This will be a bump in the road. You'll feel a little bit bad about being an idiot on the weekend for the next couple you of days. You might take one weekend where you slow down your drinking. Yeah. yeah. This weekend, you might not drink. <laughs> Little sideways head tilt there. Saturday night, you might not drink. <laughs> but you're going to be right back next football game. Yeah. It's going to be with stumbling around the end zone. Grant, with chaperones. <laughs> We've learned. We've learned a lesson. There, Hammer has volunteered to be a babysitter for you already. Oh. Okay, Jimmy's working on on setting up a GoFundMe. No, and we're dead serious about this. This yeah. is not a joke. Okay, Jimmy is gonna uh, we'll collect some money, and then if if uh, we raise, well, hold on, let's cap it. Let's make sure we cap it at five hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. No I'm more capping than it at four fifty is the goal. Okay. And and then if there's any extra, you can use that to buy liquor. <laughs> no, the boss said to, to give it to a charity, and we have an idea. By the way, can I say this? So you posted the picture of Jimmy. Jimmy's laid out on the ground. It looks like they're giving him CPR, and there's like 45 paramedics around him. And, and at first, all the comments were, oh, no, sending hugs to Jimmy. Oh, the little guy, I hope he's okay. And then as soon as people heard what happened, the comments are now, thankfully, he doesn't have that far to fall. Did, people, did, as soon as people did heard they that use you, a serving tray to get him out of there. Did, did, did they have to have to use a stretcher or just a serving tray? As soon as people heard that you did it to yourself because you got so drunk you fell and hit your head. Yeah. people turned on you. Yeah. which is interesting. I thought that's kind of the progression of our show. Actually, <laughs> initially people were like concerned, and even our reactions when we found out Sunday we thought he had a heart attack outside the stadium. We were like, yeah. oh no. Well, and then I got angry when yeah. I realized he was okay because I knew that he wouldn't learn anything from it. And yeah, and so then I was just yelling at my family all weekend. Thank you for that. (laughs) But don't you normally? (laughs) All right. Let me know when you figure out how to put this GoFundMe up. Okay, I'm working on it. This is Show Local Some Love with Lee from Pure Casinos. Thank you for your time today, Lee. Thanks for having me.
Lee, let's talk about the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival and how Pure Casino can make these shows in July even more enjoyable. Absolutely. We are offering for only 20 bucks burger, beer, and a shuttle ride to the Kingsman Park. So you don't have to worry about parking your car there or anything. Come to the casino. It's free to park at the casino. And then we'll shuttle you right there to the shows. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's a because great the deal. parking is, is, is a big issue. It's always at these the big sh- stressor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So- yeah, and then we have conveniently, um, if you're on the north side, you can park at our Pier Casino Yellowhead. If you live on the south side, Pier Casino Edmonton right on Argyle. Uh, so we have two really easy locations for depending on where you are in the city and both shuttle to the shows for nice ease of access. So people still have time to get in on the uh, winnings for the uh, summer sweepstakes. How long does that go till? Uh, so the grand prize draw is the last Saturday of this month on June 24. We don't want to forget about dad because Father's Day is just around the corner. And if he's a Blackjack fan, you might want to take in an event at Pier on Father's Day. For 45 bucks, it is a brunch and show in our pro showroom. Uh, at Pure Casino Yellowhead. Nice. You get a bunch of wonderful comedians um, coming out. And- Lee, if anyone is looking for more info on what's happening at Pure Casino, where should we send them? For Dad's Day Comedy Show to purecasinoyellowhead.com and then for any of the shuttles there or purecasinoedmonton.com. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. No, there's nothing you can do to get rid of that smell. They've tried. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.